0: there. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Colleen Klimczak, Certified Professional Organizer. I own Peace of Mind Professional Organizing, LLC. Since 2003, I've been helping my clients live better lives through organizing and organizational and productivity coaching. In addition to organizing and coaching, I support my clients with a weekly newsletter, a weekly accountability and productivity session through professional speaking, blogging, and podcasting. Head over to my website at peaceofmindpo.com to subscribe to my weekly newsletter and to explore the organizing and productivity resources, including over 450 articles over there on a range of organizational topics, including today's new article and topic. So I have to say, I have missed you all. You all didn't know I was gone, trust me. But I know I was gone, and considering how many times I've already had to re-say things in these first two minutes of this podcast today. Apparently I'm out of practice in uh, recording podcasts too, my goodness. I bundled a number of recordings for the podcast a couple weeks ago, and today we are doing the same again. So like I said, I've missed you even though the, uh, the schedule hasn't changed. So my episode release schedule has stayed consistent, thank you to my awesome producer Chris, but again, we recorded three episodes in rapid succession a few weeks ago, and then I had a few weeks off, so it feels like it's been a while. Today I want to talk about prepositions and productivity. Prepositions and productivity. So the other night I had an epiphany. I realized that I should think of this week's topic as a podcast first and then as an article and not the other way around, which would be my usual approach. However, sometimes things are just easier to say than they are to write. And maybe that needs to be learning that I carry forward from here on out, is to think of my topics as podcast topics first and then as newsletters. But I'm getting distracted. So, I mentioned that sometimes things are easier to say than they are to write. For example, what I wanna talk about today is something called body doubling. Body doubling is, well, it's many things, which is why speaking it might be easier than writing it. It's an awareness, it's a strategy, it's a tool to use for greater productivity if and when you need it. And isn't that the best sort of tool or strategy? The one that you can use as needed? And it all starts with awareness. So another term for body doubling is parallel work. And I really like that term as well. Because, well, let's face it, the term body doubling sometimes sounds like we're talking about space aliens in some B-movie from the 80s. So body doubling, again, is the phenomenon, the idea, the awareness that sometimes we work better with others. We may work better with others even if we aren't working on the same work. With others, among others, around others, beside others, by or near other people, and any other prepositions that we can find. We can be motivated, inspired, accountable, and anchored to our work simply by the presence of another person or persons. We can model the productivity to others or be modeled to, to get the work done. We don't necessarily have to work with people on the same project. We can each work independently on what we need to complete, but just being in the midst of other people working can help us to stay more focused on our own work. Now, I have noticed an increase lately of conversations and articles about body doubling, probably from a similar increase in remote working and more generally accepted conversations about neurodiversity. Since body doubling is a strategy that can work for all of us, and also can absolutely work with people who have ADHD and other neurodiversities to help us all get things done. My youngest son is away at college. While he was home for break, I mentioned that I was gonna have to hop on a Zoom call and my office at home is right outside his bedroom door. So I was telling him this to prepare him that a group of us would be working on our own projects, but together in my Zoom room, so that we were more committed to getting things done. And he said, oh, body doubling. Like, it's just so obvious. And I love that this idea is readily discussed and is accessible to him. Body doubling is not news. Obviously, people have been working together for better productivity for, I don't know, ever Um, But the idea that it's actually a strategy that can be used as necessary might be news to you. So let's look at different instances when body doubling shows up. So before I had a name for it, I recognized that sometimes my sons needed to work at the dining room table together with me or with each other to get their homework done when they were in school. And sometimes they needed to work alone. Mostly it was just helpful to know that we had a choice. Just yesterday, body doubling occurred when my husband asked me if I wanted to take a walk. Did it occur to me to take a walk on my own? Yeah, maybe. But since we agreed to walk and discussed when and where to go, we were more likely to make it happen. And because we went together, we did make it happen. Years ago, a client and friend said that it would be enough for me to just come and sit and read in her living room while she organized because, honestly, just having someone there with her helped her to focus on the projects. Another example is how a bookkeeper friend shares office space with a friend during tax season because she knows she's less likely to get distracted if she's working side-by-side with someone else who's also working on taxes. A friend struggled early in lockdown when his office went fully remote. He had been unaware of the boost to productivity that he experienced working side by side with coworkers until that was gone. And he found that he struggled to stay motivated and get things done working alone from home. Another friend realized that a partner and friend along for the ride would make a dreaded errand less dreadful. And so she enlisted a friend to join her for the errand and they made an afternoon of it. And the errand was successfully completed. Now, as an organizer, I've known about body doubling for years because it's a strategy that comes from working with a professional organizer. I am not necessarily the secret, but working with someone else sometimes is the secret to productivity. Making an appointment to organize makes organizing happen. I'm not doing the work for my clients, but with them, right? And me being there anchors them to the space and to the work. So now that we know that body doubling works, let's look at how to work it in to our productivity practices. So as always, the first step is awareness, right? So identifying that body doubling is a thing. It's a strategy, and maybe we realize that we might be a person who benefits from it. And so once we're aware that it is a strategy and that we might benefit from it, let's look at how to use the tool, right? So really the first question when we're looking at body doubling to ask ourselves is how do we do our best work? And identifying what types of work benefit from body doubling. For example, for me, intense brain work tasks and final edits are best done alone and silent with no distraction. However, most of my other types of work benefit from working alongside others. And so I plan that accordingly. Something else we can ask ourselves is who can help, right? So let's look at how we can enlist aid. When looking for a body double, find someone who matches or improves your energy, right? So if you're struggling to get things done, reach out to someone who is motivated and positive. You can phone a friend, right? So maybe the body doubling isn't in person. Maybe it's just somebody on the other end of the phone. But you want to be choosy when you phone that friend, right? So going back to that matching the energy idea, you want to phone a friend, but you want to make sure that that friend will be someone who's supportive of your productivity. We can also think about the fact that everyone can win. So maybe we set up an arrangement with a friend or a family member, like I will body double with my friend on her organizing project this week, and then she can come over and be a body double for me on my closet project next week right? So, you know, swapping that accountability, that body doubling to get the work done is absolutely doable. Another idea that you might have is to join a group. So a client of mine who's a college professor has been part of writer groups for years. So fellow academics get together regularly, either in person or virtually, and dedicate time just for goal setting and writing. I personally joined something called Momentum Sessions, which is at focussessionsmomentum com. And so I just did this this morning. What I can do is I can hop into a focus group to get work done. And seeing other folks on the screen in our Zoom room helps me to stay on track. It's facilitated by somebody like me. It's kind of like my finish line Friday. Um, and it's great to have to report out on what I want to accomplish, if I accomplished it, and how the process went. So that's just another plug, too, is if you want to join a group, you could always join me for Finish Line Friday every Friday morning. And my link and all pertinent information are either on my social media channels or in my weekly newsletter. You can also try another way to feel like we have a body double, and that's something called coughativity.com. So sometimes we like that low murmur of noise that being with a few other people might give you. It's not too distracting, but it just feels like you're not alone in the work. And Coughativity.com is a way that you can uh, listen to uh, different soundscapes, really. So you can choose a a breakfast rush or a morning um, a lunch rush, and it just kind of gives you that feeling that you're not alone. And maybe that helps you to stay on track. And then you can always start your own group, right? So a friend of mine started a walking group in the mornings in her neighborhood to help her friends, for sure, but also to help herself commit to walking, because if you have a group waiting for you, you are definitely more likely to put on those sneakers and get out the door. You could also start a group at work. So, you know, most office environments are geared to parallel work already, but you may want to discuss how to avoid disruptions if you start a group. So I was listening to a podcast a couple weeks ago, and the gentleman on the podcast said that there are no meetings before noon in his company because everyone is expected to have heads-down focused work for a certain amount of time every morning. So, you know, doing that together with others um, could absolutely be a way to get more done. And we do want to make sure that we set up boundaries for group work, for example. So quieter silence for at least part of the time you know, expectations from the different group members, length of time per session, et cetera. And then my final thought on all of that is check out your usual haunts. Do you find that you can be more productive at your local coffee shop or library? Maybe a college campus nearby that has study spaces? Um, Really, you know, just make an appointment with yourself to work from there. And again, amid and among other people who are getting work done. So now that you know more about body doubling and how it works, my challenge to you this week is to step back and look at your tasks and work for the week and strategize how to make body doubling work for you. This type of productivity conversation is one I have with some of my clients regularly. I am that body double person for them and I also employ the strategy myself as well. If you'd like to explore coaching for organizing and productivity and other strategies like this, drop me a line via email at Colleen at PeaceOfMindPO.com or message me through any of my social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thanks so much and we'll talk to you next week.